My name is Charles Story. I will be your host the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London. So let's get down to business. Today is Tuesday and it's the 6th of February 2018. We've had a massive market sell off the last couple of days. So let's jump into the levels real quick. Bitcoin is currently trading at $7,374, which is down 1% in the last 24 hours. And what a 24 hours it has been. We saw Bitcoin hit a low of $6,048, climbing back up to 6802 falling back down to around 6312 and going back up to the current high of the day which is $7374 ethereum ethereum's currently trading at $749 that's up 2% in the last 24 hours and we hit a low point in the last 24 hours of $579 which by the way is a solid buy for anyone that saw it um, it was heavily discounted, solid by Ethereum at $579, going back up to the current current level of $749. Ripple, Ripple is currently at $0.73, cents, up 1% the last 24 hours. We saw Ripple hit a low of $0.59, cents, going back up to the current level of $0.73. Cents. Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash is currently at $930. That hit a low of $764, climbing back up to the current level, which it is now. And that's down 3% so far today. NEO. Oh, NEO is trading at $93. That's up 6% in the last 24 hours. Now, NEO hit a low for anyone that was that saw of $64.88. Now, I've been saying for a while that NEO at the 100 level or below is extremely interesting. And if anyone uh, is looking to start building a position in NEO, $64 was your ideal time to do so. The current price is $93. And these are all 24-hour lows. And that was only a couple of hours ago I hit that. NEO, I've noticed from the market sell-off, took a while to start breaking down. It went from 160 to 140 in probably four days, going back down to 120 to 100, stayed around that 100 level. In the last 24 hours, it really came back down to about $63. And within 45 to a, to a minutes to an hour, it started getting back up, probably quicker than other cryptos, up to the current level of $93. Um, the current market cap of the crypto space is $350 billion. Which is interesting because this morning it was 280, which means $70 billion has come back into the market. And every time I check my data, more and more is coming in. So is this the end of the market sell-off? I don't have a crystal ball. I wish I, wish I did know. But it certainly looks like a lot more capital is flowing back into the market. Bitcoin's dominance of the $350 billion is 35.5%. With that in mind, let's get on to the next part of the show. Crypto News Flash. Crypto News Stories from around the world. US SEC CFTC cryptocurrency meeting continues. Existing regulatory narrative. Quick update what's been happening in the US regarding the cryptocurrency meeting in the Senate. So let's jump in and see what's been going on. 
The dedicated session involving the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, and Commodity Futures Commission, CFTC, is taking place Tuesday, February 6th. The written testimonies from Jay Clayton and Jay Christopher Giancarlo, the chairman of the SEC and the CFTC, respectively, have been released to the public. Cryptocurrency users have reacted calmly to the major meeting of U.S. regulators in which they discuss cryptocurrencies, ICOs, and ETFs. In lengthy testimony, already available for viewing, SEC Chairman Jay Clayton reiterates concerns about the need to distinguish between ICOs as securities and non-securities, and hints markets remain unprepared for Bitcoin ETFs in the near term. Clayton states, Investors should understand that to date, no ICOs have been registered with the SEC. And the SEC also has not approved for listing and trading any exchange traded products such as ETFs, holding cryptocurrencies or other assets related to cryptocurrencies. If any person today says otherwise, investors should be wary. The path toward the joint discussion with the CFTC chairman, Christopher Giancarlo, has seen both pave the way for ongoing scrutiny of cryptocurrency in US market. A co-authored article in the Wall Street Journal outlined both officials' perspectives on the topic, appearing during the World Economic Forum 2018 in Davos last month. During the event, politicians and lawmakers from multiple jurisdictions voiced a desire for an international regulatory effort on crypto, something which should take center stage at March's G20 summit in Buenos Aires. Great story. I hope everyone's brought up to speed. Let's get on to the next one. Singapore confirms it will not ban cryptocurrency and has no risks concerns. So let's jump in. Singapore's Deputy Prime Minister, Tharman, provided new commentary on the government's commitment not to ban cryptocurrency as part of its future regulatory plans in a series of 14 statements published on Monday, February 5th. In response to questions posed by members of parliament Tuesday, Tharman, Deputy Prime Minister and Minister in Charge of the Regulatory Body and Monetary Authority of Singapore, the MAS, confirmed a broadly hands-off policy regarding cryptocurrencies going forward. The MAS has been closely studying these developments and the potential risk they pose. As for now, there is no strong case to ban cryptocurrency trading here, the Deputy PM said. But we will be subjecting those involved as intermediaries to our anti-money laundering regulations. And we will keep highlighting to Singaporeans that they could lose their shirts when they invest in cryptos. Like Japan, Singapore has highlighted itself as a permissive environment for both cryptocurrency and blockchain innovation over the past few years. In stark contrast to China and Indonesia, the city-state has favoured blockchain in particular as part of its bid to become a global hub for the technology. Addressing the disparity between Singapore and its neighbours, the Deputy PM noted that volumes involved were comparatively small 
and exposure to the financial system correspondingly insignificant. For now, the nature and scale of cryptocurrency trading in Singapore does not pose risk to the safety and integrity of our financial system, he continued. Further connections between cryptocurrency trading and Singapore's financial system are also not significant at present. Singapore's banking system does not have any significant exposure to global and local entities dealing in cryptocurrencies. We hence do not broader our system systematic risk concerns with regard to cryptocurrencies. Great story for any uh, Singaporeans listening to the show. Um, I know from, from going over to San Francisco that a lot of ICOs are looking to Singapore as a place to launch and as a place to um, set up shop, so to speak. So interesting story. We'll see what what in turn happens to uh, Singapore and if they keep their open mind to the crypto space. I hope they do. Let's get on to the next story. Coinbase crypto exchange to roll out long-awaited SegWit upgrade in a few weeks, quote-unquote. <laughs> so this is going over um, a story that's been being covered since kind of December. Originally, Coinbase came out and said they were going to implement the infrastructure and add SegWit to the transaction times and the process. So we'll quick story to have a bit of an update on what's really been happening over there. So let's jump in. The Coinbase Cryptocurrency Exchange tweeted Monday, February 5th, that they will soon implement the segregated witness SegWit scalability upgrade for Bitcoin addresses, which we will help reduce transaction times and fees for sending and receiving Bitcoin. Although they are in the final stages of testing for the SegWit implementation, Coinbase reminded customers that they prioritize security and performance over new features by linking to their December 2017 blog post on the topic. And here's a tweet. So this is what they tweeted. Our engineering team has begun the final testing phase of SegWit for Bitcoin on Coinbase. SegWit compatible Bitcoin sends slash receives will be available for customers in the next few weeks. And has a link to their blog that they did in December. And the story goes on to say Coinbase had first announced the decision to add the SegWit upgrade in early December 2017. The upgrade introduced by the Bitcoin Core development team in August 2017 deals with the scalability problem of Bitcoin by reducing the size of transactions. By moving the witness signature data to the end of every transaction. It solves Bitcoin's malleability issue, which is conducive to a second layer solution like the Lightning Network. Popular crypto wallets such as Trezor and Ledger have upgraded SegWit shortly after its August release. Slow transaction times and network congestion have plagued Bitcoin traders in the recent months, with some blockchain-based businesses moving away from Bitcoin due to increasingly high transaction fees. Uh, the North American Bitcoin conference had to stop accepting cryptocurrency payments leading up to the conference earlier in January, citing that the network congestion and manual processing would make it impossible to make print deadlines. Software engineer and cipher punk Jamson Loop in mid-January had blamed cryptocurrency services like Coinbase blockchain and Gemini 
for causing network congestion by using blockchain space inefficiently. And here's his tweet. So it's not a new revelation that a significant cause of Bitcoin network congestion is from popular services such as blockchain, Coinbase and Gemini who are using block space inefficiently. If you don't want to contribute to the problem, don't use them. <laughs> Great story. Let me know your thoughts. Let's get on to the next part of the show. Top Twitter tweet of the day. The top Twitter tweet today goes to Andres Antonopoulos. And you can go follow him at double A-N-T-O-N-O-P. And here is the tweet. Some experts with fancy titles told us that the internet would be irrelevant could never work now they're saying the same thing about bitcoin forgetting that had they been right the first time we wouldn't even be having this conversation great tweet keep up the good work svk salutes you the second tweet goes to peter van and you can go follow him at vulcan burr and he's basically taken a quote from um a piece of extract from from the SEC and CFTC meeting in the States and um, about kind of what what about the blockchain really and his his uh, Giancarlo's uh, commentary. So here's the tweet. This is what Giancarlo says. No blockchain without Bitcoin. And that had blockchain's ability to reveal and check counterparty risk existed in 2008. We may have had more and better policy choices available to respond to the crisis i love that i love that great tweets from both people tweet reach out to them tweet them both um and also stay relevant keep on the svk crypto twitter and you can follow us at svk underscore crypto for all the relevant stories podcasts and all the good tweets let's get on to the next part of the show SVK's current global crypto view. All right, so this part of the show, I wanted to go over some some of the um, some of the altcoins we're looking at and and why. So to kick things off, Trinity Network Credit, and the ticket for this is TNC. The current price is twenty cents, and that's up eight point six percent today. I had a low of around 14 cents. It got listed on the 22nd, I believe, of January this year. I actually met the CEO over in uh, at, at the NEO DevCon. So if anyone doesn't know, Trinity acts as a lightning network for NEO in order to achieve real-time payments, low transaction fees, scalability, and privacy protection for NEO assets. Using state channel technology, Trinity will significantly increase blockchain throughput for the NEP5 token transfer. Now, when I was there, Da Hongfei made a presentation and he was speaking about um, Trinity by 2020, um, sorry, Neo by 2020, looking to do 100,000 transactions per second. Currently, they do 1,000. And this is without sharding. Now, Trinity is based on the Neo blockchain. So in my mind, you know, what other way are they going to do it? other than working with Trinity. The market cap for Trinity is $66 million. The volume is 3.7 million in the last 24 hours. Trinity is something that had a really successful ICO, a $13 million hard cap. I've spoke about it before. It's been listed, but with the current market conditions, it hasn't had the opportunity to reach its full potential or go anywhere near it. Now, for NEO to work, 
Trinity needs to work. And what, what another factor of this is Neo is a very established brand in the space. Now, the City of Zion team, which which work very closely with Neo, and they orchestrate events, they orchestrate a, a lot of the development behind the core technology, are working very closely with Trinity. So they're very linked behind the scenes. This is something that's definitely worth looking at and definitely looking at into in more detail. So I wanted to kind of bring your attention to Trinity. The second, of course, is Quantstab, and at this level, um, it's currently trading at around 20, 21 and a half cents, or 22 cents at the minute. It's a really good, or it looks like a really interesting level to get involved in. And the reason why is because in 38 days, we have Richard Ma, the CEO, presenting to the Y Combinator Investors Group. Now, these are private guys who've, who've invested in Coinbase. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, Quantstamp is a Y Combinator project. And if anyone doesn't know, Y Combinator is basically a um, an incubator for new ideas into the space. They uh, Coinbase launched via Y Combinator. Quantstamp have. A couple of other companies have as well. Um, really interesting proposition, and they're going to be presenting to these guys. They've also made a very key hire recently, um, and the key hire was veteran technologist Ivan Henshaw Plath, and he basically officially joined Quantstamp today. Um, and apparently, his his background um, in 2004, Ivan became the first employee and lead engineer of Adio, the company that made Twitter. And they've hired him, as I said, they're presenting to a really a really good group of investors in, in 38 days or so as well. So, I mean, Quantstamp is something we report on a lot. And for full disclosure, we do have a core position in it. But it's something that we've done a lot of work on. And we are very committed to the project. We've been an early backer of Quantstamp. We've had Richard Barr on the podcast. We've had the, the honor of, of meeting a, a few members of the team as well. And it's something that I thought I'd bring to your attention at the current levels it is. This third thing I wanted to have a look at today is Zilliqa. And the ticker for this is, or the trading symbol, ZIL. This is currently at $0.05. Cents. Zilliqa are currently creating a block, their own blockchain, which is going to incorporate sharding. Now, they're based out of South Korea. We have an interview with one of the co-founders on the show tomorrow. But it's a really interesting proposition. They've got a super, super team behind them. And they haven't had much notable um, publicity, I, I think, in, in on the Western side of things. They've been very uh, well known in South Korea. But, I mean, in England and America, a lot of people don't really know who they are. And I think this is going to change very soon because when they execute on what they have set out to execute on, this could potentially change the game to a certain extent. So definitely check them out. The market cap at the minute is $342 million. The volume in the last 24 hours is $8.6 million. Um, the fourth asset I want to have a look at today, or the fourth altcoin, was Cardano. Cardano is currently trading at $0.31. Cents. That's down 5% today. Cardano, for anyone that doesn't know, is quote-unquote the Ethereum killer. Now, you hear this a lot when you speak to people about Cardano, but um, the underlying technology is extremely interesting. Cardano is basically a decentralized public blockchain and cryptocurrency project and is fully open source. Cardano is developing a smart contract platform which seeks to deliver more advanced features than any protocol previously developed. It is the first blockchain platform to evolve out of scientific philosophy and a research-first driven approach. The development team consists of a large global collective of expert engineers and researchers. 
So that's kind of like the two cents on who could I know or what they do. The market cap's $8.2 billion. The volume was $1.1 billion in the last 24 hours. A very respectable name. And at 31 cents, I think it's a really interesting level for Cardano. We saw this trade at like $1.10 back um, like uh, six, six to eight weeks ago. And I knew a lot of people that are buying it then. And if you're buying it then, why wouldn't you buy it now at 31 cents? It's a very interesting proposition at the current level. It's worth looking into if you don't already have it. The fifth asset we're going to be looking at is NEO. And I'm a big fan of NEO, as listeners can tell. Uh, the current price of NEO is $87. That's up 1% today. So that's gone down around $3 or so since we started the show. But um, I mean, the market cap for NEO is $5.6 billion. The volume is half a billion. Um, extremely, extremely good team behind them. Able to execute, have executed. Um, at the Neo at the Neo DevCon, uh, Da Hong Fei, the founder of Neo, he couldn't speak about price, of course, but he was talking about rank, and he was talking about being ranked number one. Um, and I, when I spoke about this prior, he also spoke about Bitcoin being the bigger brother, and you know it's good to see that they're not just trying to get rid of Bitcoin like everyone else; they're trying to incorporate. You know, they're trying to respect that and respect that Bitcoin was the first and it it, it allowed everyone else to kind of follow on from. But Neo are doing a lot of different projects this year. And I believe with the current market the way it is and a lot of a lot of altcoins valued for things they haven't even done yet. Neo has done a lot or has done it all and they're able to execute. They have decent flow. They've got good volume. They're someone who's here to stay. And there's someone um, or they're in, uh, they're real people. They've got an extremely successful team behind them, and they work around the clock to make sure that Neo is expanding within the space. And it really is. So if you don't already have a position in Neo, definitely check them out and do some further due diligence. Last but not least is Aon. Aon is extremely interesting. It's currently priced at two dollars forty-one cents. The current market cap is one hundred ninety-one million. Uh, the volume of the last 24 hours was $7 million. Um, Aeon was trading at around $5 to $9 um, eight weeks back. Not eight weeks, sorry. Eight, uh, yeah, eight weeks back, actually. Yeah, two months. Eight weeks back. Um, kind of a brief overview of what Aeon is. It's a multi-tier blockchain system designed to address unsolved questions of scalability, privacy in the blockchain networks. And it's something that if it works, it's going to be extremely successful. So it's definitely worth having a look into that. And the trading symbol for this, or the ticker, is A-I-O-N, the same as Aon. <laughs> so that's a wrap. I got a bounce. I hope everyone had a great day, and we'll be back tomorrow. And we've got an exclusive interview, which I'm looking forward to, um, to pushing out to you guys. Have a great day, and um, <laughs> that's a wrap. Listening to an SVK Crypto Podcast Original. Follow us on Twitter at SVK underscore Crypto. Email us on cstory at svkcrypto.com. Leave us a message on our website, www.svkcrypto.com.